It's the anti-Babylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's um, you know, I mean, well, you can talk to the slackers about Babylon. They, they, we have a, <laughs> a running joke about Babylon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who doesn't like it? Who doesn't like a cigarette? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> who doesn't like a written numerical system? Come on. Hammer hobby's Things I Can't Forget, the podcast where the Slackers themselves talk more to two of their fans about their brand new album, Don't Let the Sunlight Fool Ya. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to do a little walkthrough of the actual songs uh, now that they're all out. They're all released. You can get them everywhere. Get it on vinyl from Pirates Press. Yeah, Matt, I don't know about you, but whenever a Slackers record comes out and I start to learn the words and I start to dig into the songs and like... There's always this moment where I'm like, oh, and I'm telling you, there's like always this moment where like, I'm like, oh, these these songs like really connect with me and I have questions. And for the first time <laughs> ever, I have the band to ask my yeah. questions to. It, it, I, can't, I can't even express like we're going to go through pretty much every one of these tunes uh, in conversation and kind of just like get in their heads a little. What were they feeling? Um, what were they going through? Uh, I mean, we know a little bit, you know, COVID and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I love these conversations. I'm so excited for everybody to get to hear these uh, for the first time. Yeah, like uh, over earlier, whenever that was that we talked to the Slackers before, we got to talk about like the process behind the, the recordings. And uh, we kind of got a lot of histories of a lot of the albums, but there was always like a distance. All, all of those songs were already like known quantities to us for the most part by, by the time we were talking to them. So yeah, I, I agree with JJ to hear a new album. That's fantastic by a band that you like, and then get to talk about them, about the songs, about the album with the band. It's a very, when I say we get perks, JJ, <laughs> is this a real treat? Yeah. And so without further Adieu. Here's some more about Don't Let the Sunlight Fool Ya with all six of the slackers and me and JJ. Well, I was going to ask, uh, what what's the oldest song on this record? Like, what is what was the the first one written? Even obviously, the album wasn't in mind yet. But like, what is the what was the uh, oldest song on here? It would hmm. be Jay's track, the part of parts of uh, Way of a Woman. Way of a Woman, yeah. I think. That's what I that's what I figured, yeah. 2018, I think, Jay. Something, Something like, that. like that. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Way of a woman for sure. Sent yeah. off. Yeah. Before I left uh, Lexington Avenue. Yeah. So that was 2018. And then uh, some of the stuff is 2019. I, I think just nobody's listening is, is 2019. We recorded that. Everything else is 2020 or later, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I mean, State House is like a complete rewrite. Right, you know, right, of course. It's very oh, old, yeah, right, but it's... right, but but there's parts of that parts of State House are for 2018 too. So that's that's another one that's that has some yeah. older pieces. I mean, parts it. of that are from from the 90s, 1998. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my. I mean, I I felt like I had a I had a right to rewrite the song because I had written all all the parts that were mine. I kept and all the parts that were not mine. I ditched. So, okay. 
and it was mostly my song. I had the chorus, I had the the chorus and the verse ideas, and so I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool. Like, what's why not? Why not do a complete lyrical rewrite? It really kind of seemed it kind of seemed logical." So, not to mention, it literally is about what we were talking about the entire twenty. Right. It took down that Confederate flag. I mean, have you have you been walking around? Have you been walking around since '98, just kind of like in the back of your mind, saying like Rancid released one of my songs? Like that's not even like a song that you did with Tim. That's just your song. Oh boy! A couple of them, a couple of them on on the record are my are my songs, and uh, <laughs> so it's not like nah. I mean, you know, whatever. I think it's I think it's cool. I, I'm not trying to like get. I, I was just curious if like if that's just how you're. I'm not trying to like take credit or get in between anybody or anything. Oh no 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 no! I you know what I get a kick out of is that I share songwriting with Buju Banton. That that. <laughs> Yeah, that that is a wild thing to to have next to you in a yeah. in history books. Yeah, and one of the specials. I think uh, I think uh, who is it? I think Neville. Neville wrote a Neville. Yeah, Neville is wrote a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wrote a he wrote a verse or a chorus or whatever on on one of the songs, and I was like, "Hey, cool, man! Like, I'm on a I get a writing credit with with Neville Staples." And then that's cool. And then Bizarro Land is I get a writing credit with <laughs> Buju. And I'm like, wow. So th- those are the ones that I walk around and I go, what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> As they say on TikTok, what the heck? Oh so, no. Are you on are you spending time on TikTok, Vic? I, I you know, I get a couple of TikToks here and there. So there's <laughs> one right. of them that goes, what the heck? And I and I'm always like it's it's addictive. What the heck? Show us show us how the dance goes to that. Oh no, I don't I don't watch. I just. <laughs> Already, I had the experience with one of the songs with the "Don't Let the Sunlight Fool You." I thought, oh yeah, but "Don't Let the Sunlight Fool You" is also about. It's also about Biden. It's also about politics. Oh, it, everything got better. Oh, hey, guess what? Things worked out the way we wanted it to. Well, hey, don't let the sunlight fool you, baby. It's still fucked up, you know? It's still cold outside, you know? It's like, you know, just because we got a little bit of what we want doesn't mean we got all of it. And I started to be like, yeah, you know, I like gave myself a little bit of like, oh, good, you know, good work. I like good, good <laughs> words, you know? Hey, at least for me. You know, I'm waiting until somebody else tells me that. <laughs> well, you know what? That it to me uh, as a listener, that's gratifying to hear your explanation of that song because it's kind of. I definitely got a couple of different levels of it, and one of them was the Trump is gone, but don't let the sunlight fool you. Uh, mm. Like I, I definitely felt it on that level, but I mean, I also like to to hear that that's. Like that's that it's a big universal thing because it is also the COVID thing. It's also, you know, things have gotten better, but it's not gone away. Like we're that's the anthem of our times. It's like 
well, we've gotten rid of something, but like, we've got a lot to do still. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But I mean, that's kind of like a permanent condition, don't you think? Well, yeah, that sure. We, it, it, that we're never going to get all we want. You know, right. it, 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 it's like when we did the song, uh, it was one of the, the two first songs we did uh, mm-hmm. since, the, since uh, COVID came out. It was that and They Are Losing. Uh, we did those at Mark's. And um, that one, so that was around May 2020 or whenever we did the first live stream is around when we recorded that. <coughs> right. So it, so it's before, it was before the election and it was literally just the Evelyn COVID's re- first receding and the first people are like, oh, it's going to be over kind of thing. You know, that was the actual moment. Don't let the sunlight fool you. It's cold outside. Don't let the sunlight fool you. Don't let the sunlight fool you. This is one question that I wrote down, Vic. Who, who are you when you are singing They Are Losing? Because it doesn't, you don't sound like you're singing as you. I don't know. And I'm as, not saying it's a character necessarily, but no, like you, you, they you, you are losing. It, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's just a totally different mode than I don't know. At least we've heard from you in in a very long time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on a Slacker's record. They claim to be wise men. We're not fooled by them. Know they are con men and their praises are born. It's almost motel room, Vic. Yeah, yeah that, I guess. But you know, it happened at a time when I felt like very beaten down myself and very, you know, scared. And I felt like, you know, everybody. We're always, we're always. It seems like at the at the times when we all need a punch in the arm, we're generally telling each other what pieces of crap we are. You know, and. It was one of those moments where I was like, hey, remember, there is a silver lining here. Like, you know, the reason it looks so bad is because there are all these old men that have terrible ideas that are becoming out of fashion. And it's just, you can't fight the change. Like, I, I think I, I remembered it. I was watching a show about something and there was some detail about, oh, I don't know. It was something like being trans in high school, you know, something like that. And I was like, dude, I'm like, no matter what, no matter what happens, you know, horrible in politics, like this is happening right now. This is this is reality. This is the tides have changed because when I was in high school, that was never going to happen. And I was like, there's just some shit you can't control. It's just happening. And those old guys that wish it wasn't happening are are the same. You know, they've they've been wishing a lot of things weren't happening for a long time. And it, the tides change. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to say this thing with a with a, a tone that was very like, you know, timeless, like, you know, like it was I wanted to hear God say that to me. I wanted to hear a voice from beyond. I want to hear the, the ocean speak to me and say, Vic, you don't worry about it. Things are going to go the way they go. And none of these assholes and not even you have any control over the way things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's real nihilism. That's like positive nihilism. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but that's real. Yeah. That's a real no, but nihilism like, isn't negative. That's what people get wrong about nihilism. Not to circle uh-oh. back to that, but it's almost being fatalistic about progress. It's you know, pro- progress only has one direction. Progress, we will progress will progress. You know, like, right, right, right. That's right. It's and like you said, the ocean. Is, yeah, you're not that big. Like no matter no matter what you do, you're never gonna you're never gonna push against a wave and make it stop. Like you could build walls. You can build dams. I mean, something is going to knock them down eventually. I mean, you go look this, you know, it eventually gets you. Uh, and that's beautiful because it also, it takes the heat off you too. It takes the heat off you. You don't, you don't have to worry that you're going to save the world because you're really not like, you know, you're going to do your part to save the world, but you're not going to save it yourself. You know, we all need to do it together. We all need to hear that voice from beyond. You know, I, I also I also think too, from my point of view, that the, it's it's bigging up some of the younger generations. Their their activism is making things happen, and we're just you know, it's it it makes me feel good when I I see younger generations growing up, or you know, my son, or just people that they do they're doing positive things and making identities on their own terms mm-hmm. and, and just pushing pushing forward it makes me feel better so you know I I, I I there's a lot of old guys wailing against the the state of the world but I think you know it, it, in that song at least it's like bigging up the younger generations to say hey good job mm-hmm. you, guys are, you, you guys are doing good and you're giving me a little faith in the future as well but as a as a fan and a songwriter, when I heard this song, this was one of those songs that would just like I was like, man, this is never gonna not be my fucking band. This is why I love this band because like <laughs> just this this sense of inevitability in this song. It's just like it's cockiness to the point of certainty. Like it's a geological process that you guys are going through. You're disappearing at like a a planetary scale and there's nothing you can do about it it goes beyond confidence and it's like well your time is up i mean maybe not now but like as the as the song says like as all of the land turns a darker shade of tan like we're what 20 years from the point where uh white is less than 50 percent of the american population i Uh assume that's what that is that line's a reference to like it's totally we know for certain white supremacy doesn't have a future <laughs> right like it's it's without a doubt dated and what are you guys doing with this shit still mm-hmm. and it's that's that's what i loved so much about this song but vic when we were doing they are losing like I played something kind of sweet and melodic, and he was like, "Play some angry bebop stuff. Play more notes, more." And he's like, oh. "He's like, keep going, just keep the, keep going, just play, play through the whole thing." I was like, "Really? You're, you're <clears throat> turning, you're taking the leash off and unleashing me on this?" Damn. <laughs> are you yeah, telling me? Are you telling me he said more music school, less yakety sax? He said he said he not more music. He said, "Imagine you're like you're really angry." you know frustrated like beatnik bebop guy or something you know and i was like that's not too hard to that's a no problem (laughs) (laughs) wait are you saying that that more yakety sax is some advice that he gives (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it's like sometimes like I love like the R&B honking stuff and like the 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 jump blue stuff. So that's like okay. Those are always like those are always like fallback positions. I would like, love maybe, for him maybe to maybe like, I'll more play more yakety sax on the record. I've yeah. heard him say it. He has said it. Who wrote Boogie Nowhere? That's Vic. I uh, that was um that was literally like uh you know that was literally a quarantine song. But I again again one of those that like it just translates to so many other things. I was like, oh, I got I got it. You know how many how many <laughs> tunes? You know I, in the in the band I'm doing right now I'm on this little this little back, backyard tour with uh, with Lauren uh, Napier, right? And we sing the song Houston Houston's uh, Dean Martin hit. And it's all about, oh, nobody loves me. I'm a sad sack. And I was like, hey, look, I got a great sad sack song. Ain't nobody want me anywhere. I can sing this for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> you're not going to age out of that one. So, that was yeah. going to grow with me. <laughs> <laughs> that might become yeah. your, your theme song. Yeah. <laughs> your epitaph, I mean, even. I literally like those first lines. I took a walk to the bar. Someone locked the door. When I get some pizza, I just made it. That was a joke. But because I saw the pizza place was closed. Nobody there <laughs> either. You know, took took a drive to the park where I thought, oh, where could be safer in a quarantine but a park? I go to drive to the park to hang out and be like, I'm safe. And they tell me no parking after dark. Well, what the hell? Where do I go now? <laughs> truck stop? Great. Truck stop's the last place I wanted to be. But there I am. You know? <laughs> And it's like, it was just that, you know, uh, and everybody's mad. at me. Everybody's mad at me. then, You know, and then everybody's, everybody's pissed off. Now I'm hanging out. Now I'm at, now I'm at some place and I stayed, I overstayed my welcome. Guess why? Cause there's nowhere else to go. Now everybody's like, why don't you go take a walk? All right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway, my story, story of my life. let's talk about hanging on um it it's an interesting take because it's it's saying like your your dreams have eroded your 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 faith has eroded but you're still hanging on to these things that that's that classic like hilliard act, sunshine the act of hanging is what's worth it and not the actual thing you're hanging on to at least that's the, the takeaway yes. i had like uh, what yeah that's I, I like that yeah exactly <laughs> exactly the, the fight is still worth it and you know you gotta Mm -hmm. right yeah i totally agree on that and they're like the the the, the causes the, the things that you want to have happen are still worth it but yeah mm. actually getting them is a whole nother thing yeah it, that, it, is... that one that was definitely like the beginning of 2021 was man that was in some ways those were the worst months because at least with the, the quarantine it was there was a a decision you know that okay i'm inside this is what's going to happen and eventually we're going to get out hopefully right but it's it's like it was like, man, we're going to have to go through this all again. We're going to have to work, work, work on everything. Like with the band going forward, everything is up for grabs. Everything is everything. You got to replan everything for the whole year. And it was really depressing. <laughs> was, there's no happy ending until you're done. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it, that's, that's, that's the, the hard part. And uh, yeah. And I, so 
like the the glimmers of that tune I had actually written a long time ago, and then I reworked it again, and then we recorded it like uh, when was that? Early 2021, I think we recorded it February or March or something. Yeah, that was like in the last batch, right? Yeah, that was in the last batch. Know the year has gone, and I'm still hanging on. Know the year has gone, 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 gone. I'm still hanging on. So yeah, Matt was saying that you guys um, sound very mature. I think that the 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 subject matter is very very mature, and I I wanted to like really kind of point out to to you, Marcus, how much I was kind of kind of gushing to the other guys the other night about um, how much I really like uh, almost lost you. Well, thank you, thank um, you. When Marcus brought brought that song down, uh, I sang it, and I was like, oof. I almost didn't want to say it tomorrow, you know, right in the microphone. I was like, don't say it, Vic, don't say it. And I was like, God damn, Marcus, that was a, that's a good song you wrote there, buddy. <laughs> you <know? laughs> because, you know, I, I was like, don't tell them, don't tell them, keep your cool. But I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's a motherfucker. We all heard yeah, it. And I, yeah, we think we all heard it and went like, yep, well, that one's a keeper. We're playing that one, you know? That, 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 that one, I had an immediate, like, wow. You know, there was yeah. just like it's it's when all your cockiness and bravado has been knocked away by something, you know, like the point of view there. And, and we've all been there at one point or another. And it was it was just really heavy. It's like, wow. You know, Lord, I almost lost you there. And that's something I don't dare to think about life without you. You know, you gave me quite a scare. You know you gave me quite a lot to think about Losing you What I didn't want to do Was see you cry It's it's a very personal song to me. Uh, it's a song that almost hurts too much to hear too much. If, if I have to be honest, uh, I've been doing a lot of self-accompanied singing stuff lately. Yeah. Uh, I... I can barely get through the song and I'm pretty sure I will not be able to perform it. So this is what I was asking the other night was, is there ever a time where it's where the subject is just too sad to perform? I don't think I could sing a song like that ever. I I would, I would be a mess. On on the continued honesty. uh, Oftentimes when I write songs for the slackers, I get to the studio and like we're putting it together and then like, okay, we have to record it. I'm like, great. What should the bass player do? Oh shit. That's me. You know? And the only thing that's keeping me going, doing this song live is having to pay attention to what I'm playing because I can't sing these lyrics, man. In fact, the first time, the first time I heard the album, I actually, I cried. I cried when I heard the song. It's, it's a very emotional tune for me. And uh, I, I, one of the things that really illustrated for me was uh, how hard it must be for the guys who are doing the front man stuff. Like, you know, Jesus, I, I've been breaking Vic's balls for 30 years, but now I really appreciate some, some of the stuff he must be going through. You know, he's, he's talking about, yeah, he's talking about like serious heartbreak from women he really loved. He's talking about the death of his parents. Both yes. of his parents are, are, you know, he has to sing songs. Fuck me, man. He sings I, 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 my mommy died. I can't comprehend doing yeah. that. I, that's like, you know. It's yeah, funny. That's... I was pushing him the other night because he, he still said that this love song is his saddest song. And I'm like, man, you're singing about actual loss. 
You yeah. know, like yeah. which song was his saddest song? This um, is tonight. This, this is, is the night. Nice. Yeah. No kidding. Really? No kidding. Yeah, I don't I would think he's evaluated that, that statement, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's really it's thought about that. It's a great song. It's a great yeah. song. I mean, the lyrics are, they, they, you know, they tell a great story. Marcus, do you feel comfortable telling us about what that song's about? Or is that? I think it's pretty obvious, you know? Sure. You're, you're in the hospital with uh, someone you love, and they might not make it, you know? Yep. That's it. If you've That's ever been there, <laughs> you understand the song. Like, wow, when you realize how much somebody else means to you, you know? Mm. I mean, well, and, that's and, true, too. Like, out of all the love songs you hear, like, that, that, that's a song about, like I was saying, like, a grown person's love, like a, a shared life kind of love, not this, like, falling in love, you know? And mm. how yeah. often do you get to hear that? Like, that, it's, it's, it's really stellar on, on a couple levels, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, just a, it's just a little country tune, man. That's all it is. Just a little country tune. Almost lost Almost lost Glenn, yeah. uh, you close this record with a with a song that is pretty bleak in my interpretation of it. <laughs> what uh, what's time won't set you free? What's going on in time won't set you free? Because it what feels kind of it fe- just feels real apocalyptic. It is. Um, well, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it feels it feels like the heat death of the planet is being described. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest that's that's what i'm but i, I don't know if that can i answer what it means to me no yeah please it, okay. it 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 reminded me of kind of like none will escape the judgment correct i mean it, it was it's it's biblical proportions right i mean yeah i mean it was i wrote the song you know while while we were all on lockdown and it's about time and it's about seasons each verse is a season and it, at the end it's rebirth at the end it's rebirth but it's also drawing upon dreams i was having at the time these really vivid dreams and i wrote them down and wove them into the lyrics so it's conscious and unconscious the lyrics mm-hmm. but it's about time as much as you run we're moving forward you can't escape time time is going to catch up to you i at, looking at the lyrics because dave sent the lyrics um, I was acknowledging, first of all, that I can see that it goes from summer to fall to winter to spring. Uh, Correct. Which I definitely did not pick that up before. Um, yep. Production-wise, and especially in the mix, what was going on like how what was the goal in the in the mix of this song because it's very it it feels like a a project by itself like separate from the mixing of the record if that makes sense well like i said it 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 was it's a poem it if it's a poem of, of time right sure and i also was wanted to write a song that was reminded me of sort of like pets of the world where i wanted a kind of an instrumental but also has lyrics. I liked when we did that yeah. kind of approach. So I wrote this poem that described time and I wanted it to be sort of abstract and wide open um, with the sounds. And the verses, I wanted them to sound 
really uh, abstract and almost like watery. So I yeah. had it running through a, tr a tremolo and like a B, you know, B3, like a Leslie speaker style. Cause I've always loved, you know, whether it be Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix or, or, or there's various artists that have used effects like that. And I felt it lent uh, the right sound that I was going for, for the verses. Yeah. Abstract. I want okay. to try to get an abstract sound. I mean, like, I, I think that at one point there's a, like, a backwards piano note or something. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's, like, a lot of cool little things in that. And especially, like, even, like, in the, the La La background vocals, uh, like, they, they it, seem, it seems like there's, like, two different things overlaid on top of each other, like, different... I don't know, different la-la rhythms or something. I don't know. It just, it, it does, it sounds like hearing you call it abstract, that makes perfect sense. Like that, that word, that, that, that's the answer I was looking for, I guess. Yeah. It, it's ex, like, it's an experimental piece. Yeah. Yeah. If, you it, consider you know, it a dub. Whatever. It is, it, it was intentionally written as such. Okay. I was going to ask do you, do you consider it a dub? Oh, it's dub. It's reggae. It's for sure dub reggae. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's, uh, but with like, you know, like maybe a little bit a nod to, you know, you know Samuel Taylor Coleridge and all, some of those old old writers I, who I love. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of such writers like Edgar Allan Poe and stuff. So there's a lot of like, I draw from a lot of that kind of like gothic writers and writing. Yeah. I kind of feel that, and when I think about some of the songs you've you've written, I've all, I always have like a. There's always I think I told somebody this once. <coughs> every song that I write has a supernatural bent to it. There's all there's always. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm drawing always from the supernatural. Dude, can I tell you because I um estranged is not a particularly supernatural sounding song, but I have played that on Halloween episodes of yeah. my ska show. Mm -hmm. like like it's a haunted ass tune too you know <laughs> yeah I, I was I, going I to say something say about like your your music your songs in particular Glennis maybe not in the earliest uh albums that you're on but like especially like the last I don't know most of them I guess uh feel like haunted and, and almost like menacing and this isn't an exception yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just growing up in New England, you know. Like I said, it's uh, there's mm. some of those like whether you got be, Stephen uh, King in you your know, bones, Nathaniel Hawthorne, you know, like you know, <laughs> Young Goodman Brown, like sure. all these all these writings and write uh, stories and writing really inspired me as a child, and I think it, it's in my in me. I, I really do a lot of that, yeah, and I think no, that, that when sense. I write, I always have that in the back of my mind as some of the, those ideas I want to put put into my songwriting. It just comes naturally to me, to be honest. Well, it's good that the Slackers have have you uh, to bring a little witchy content to the band. Yeah, you know, it's part of part a little of, my, of that Salem magic. Yeah, I mean that's part of my story. Yeah.
So thank you again for joining us for another Things I Can't Forget. Thank you again, of course, to the Slackers for spending so much time with us yet again to indulge our questions, uh, our our conspiracy theories, <laughs> our accusations. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's obviously a pleasure. Uh, so thank you, and we hope you enjoy the album as much as we have been. <laughs> Uh, and the best way to support the band is to is to go out and and get that record, get some merch, uh, buy music, out. see live music, tell your friends, see them live. Mm. Take your oh my god, take your friends to see the Slackers one time, would you? <laughs> would you just do that for your uncle Matt, your uncle JJ? Everybody loves the Slackers; they'll enjoy it. Everybody does. Well, on that note, I've been JJ Lloyd, <laughs> and me, I've been Matt Wixon. Thank you and good night <laughs> or good day. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Punch me in my face.